0: It is not, praise ye the Lord. We will find out what it is in just a moment. Psalm 148, that guess is good because it's what we're supposed to do. Our theme is why we are supposed to do it. Psalm 148, let's stand once we've found it. We're going to read the entire chapter. Do your best to follow along and do your best to ask yourself, what is this chapter telling us? What do we get from it? And what does it mean to me? I think if you do that groundwork yourself, if you start plowing on your own, the message is only going to come across clearer. If you just read to read and expect me to bring it out to you, I will do my best to bring it out to you. But it will only be better for you If you start that process now in your own mind, what does it mean to you when Psalm 148 says, Praise ye the Lord. And why does the psalm continue? What does it mean when it says, Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heaven of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps. Fire and hail. "'Snow and vapors, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, "'mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, "'beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, "'kings of the earth and all people, "'princes and all judges of the earth, "'both young men and maidens, old men and children. "'Let them praise the name of the Lord, "'for his name alone is excellent. "'His glory is above the earth and heaven.'" He also exalteth the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints. Even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him, praise ye the Lord. This is going to be difficult. I need to keep this short. I might preach more about this on Wednesday. I I honestly could preach this chapter for a couple weeks. There's so much in it. We're just going to dip our toe tonight. I think it will be good. Lord, please bless the preaching of your word and let us hear the message that you have for your people. Get me out of the way and let it sink deeply and mean something to us spiritually, deep within our heart of hearts. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. If I were to tell you this afternoon my wife made spaghetti... And if I were to go on and tell you, I know that many of you think that your spaghetti recipe is the best recipe, I would have to tell you you're wrong. See, my wife got her spaghetti recipe from my mom, and that spaghetti is the best spaghetti you will ever have in your life. What am I doing when I am telling you my wife, when she makes the sauce for her homemade spaghetti, She puts in seasoning, she puts in a little salt, a little garlic powder, a little oregano, some, uh, some parsley, some basil, a little bit of love and joy and happiness and kittens, just everything that's wonderful in this world, she puts it in there to the point where when you taste that sauce, you wish you could replace your blood with it. If it was a cologne, you'd wear it and everybody would want it. What am I doing? What I'm doing is I'm praising my wife. I'm praising my wife when I say, hey, she did something really amazing the other day, and I want to bring that out to you. To praise somebody means to publicly, to visibly adore, to visibly appreciate, to visibly reverence somebody that is praising them. What is the father doing at a ball game where he says, that's my son? What is a father doing in a ball game when he says, that was a good play? I saw that pass. That was a wonderful pass. He's praising his son. I'm going to visibly, most of the time verbally, it's not always verbal. Sometimes a father will just... That's not verbal, but it's, it's visible reverence, visible approval. He is praising his son. If you were to read a letter from A husband to a wife or a wife to a husband. And maybe in that, the spouse is saying, I just want you to know you're a help to me. You're a support to me. Your love means something to me. Your presence means something to me. There were many times when nobody else was there, but you were there for me. You are praising your spouse. If a child is going to talk about his parent, my dad does this, my mom does this, that is praise. To v- visibly, I can't just say verbally, to visibly give approval to the person or about the person. See, my, I, I don't have to praise my wife. The only praise to my wife doesn't need to be to my wife. That, that lunch you made was fantastic. Yes, that's praising my wife, but I can also go to somebody else and say, let me tell you about the lunch that my wife made. That is still praise. Praise is either visible approval or visible reverence to the subject or about the subject. And this chapter is one of the many chapters that gives us the command. This is not a suggestion. Gives us the command Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. And what you have is you have a chapter that's split into two sections. One section is a command to the heavens to praise ye the Lord. The second section, again, is a command to the earth to praise ye the Lord. Offer visible approval to the Lord and about the Lord. And my question is this. When we talk to the Lord, how often do we speak verbal approval for what he has done? And when we talk about the Lord, how often do we say, let me tell you what the Lord did for me. Or when we talk to the Lord, I am afraid when we talk to the Lord, we are more than often complaining about what he's not doing rather than praising him for what he is doing or what he has done. And I understand that prayer is asking. Prayer is certainly asking. But if you are going to pray properly, you must praise properly. When the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, First of all, he told them about importunity and he told them about the importance of asking and asking and asking and seeking and seeking and seeking and knocking and knocking and knocking. God wants you to be persistent in your prayers, not because he doesn't hear you, but because he wants to know if it's important to you. But then he says this, if I'm gonna give you a model prayer, he doesn't say our Father, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. Now in the prayer, he does say, give us this day our daily bread. But way before he gets there, he says, our father hallowed be thy name. And before I get to what I want, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, in heaven, when God says, hop, people hop on earth, God says, believe. And people say, no. I understand that prayer is asking, but before we ever get to the asking, before we ever t- talk to God about what he hasn't done yet, should we not thank him for what he has done yes, already? Oh, you're following. This is good. Don't, don't egg me on too much now, okay? What, what, about, what about Psalm 100? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. How many times do we come before his presence, we just burst in. God, I got a problem with you. How many times? We don't even knock. We just, boom. You messed up again, God. I have a question about this, God. I don't understand this. He said, if you're going to come before my presence, come before my presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. And that's the end of the Psalm. It doesn't say, here's how you ask for things. It doesn't say, it says before you even think about asking for things something I'm trying to get better at. Every day I come in and I, and I pray and I sing before I pray. I'm glad there's not a microphone in there. I encourage you to do it. Sometimes you're going to hit your knees and you're going to, your mind is just, oof, oof. I, I have so much to talk to you about. Stop. Stop and sing something. Tonight, I was thinking of what to pray and I remembered a song from high school that we learned in choir. Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Lord, you are More beautiful than diamonds. And nothing I desire compares to you. Oh, that will change your prayer. Oh, I have a lot of things I desire. But nothing I desire compares to him. What about Philippians chapter 4? Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. How many times we just let our requests fly without thanking him for anything he's ever done. If your children, mom and dad, if your grandchildren, grandma and grandpa, if you give them something because they asked for something and you give them something and they don't say thank you, they don't show appreciation, they don't give you praise about it, they just turn it aside and say, hey, can I have this next? You're gonna say, where's the home training in this child? That's not how you act, and that's how we treat the Father of lights from whom every good gift and every perfect gift has ever come down from. When we talk to God, are we praising him for what he's done? Are we praising him for who he is, or are we just complaining about all the things he hasn't done? Do we praise the Lord at all? Do we praise the Lord enough? Do we not have great and many reasons to praise him? This chapter is going to give us a reason. And it's going to be our focus this year. Do you think if we reached the end of the year and said, as a church, we learned how to praise, you think that'd be good? And church, let me remind you, we can can praise. There's plenty of reasons why. There's plenty of time. We have breath. We can praise. We should praise. Should we not? But let me remind you, we promised him we would. How many times do we say, "Lord, if you work and if you help, if you let us see souls saved, if we have found grace in your sight, and if we see this, if we see this, we will give you the glory." Are we keeping up our end of the bargain? We promised him we would. Two commands to praise to two groups, heavens first, earth next, and two reasons to those groups. Why to praise? First of all, the heavens are commanded to praise. Sun, moon, and stars. I understand that they're inanimate objects. They do not have life. They do not breathe. And yet the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. I remember when Jesus said, hey, if you... If you let these people be quiet. The rocks will sing out. I, I, am not, I'm not like av- advocating like this Pixar view of of life or anything like that. But apparently, there's things about creatures that we don't understand. You know, there's this there's this Old Testament story where a donkey just starts talking. The Lord can do whatever he wants to do. And he says, sun, moon, and stars, all ye stars of light, praise the Lord. You're wooing about that. How about this? Angels. Angels. Angels praise the Lord. Angels are higher than humans. You you read in the psalm that says, thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. He made humanity a little lower than the angels. Crowned us with glory and honor, certainly, and told us to... Be fruitful and multiply and watch over the earth. Angels are higher than humans. Angels are cooler than humans. Nothing against you. I think you're great people, but angels are cooler than you. Angels are stronger than humans. Need I remind you some of the accomplishments? Angels are terrifying. They're terrifying. There's a re- I don't want you to picture this little Cupid with a plump butt flying around with, a, with an arrow. There's a reason why nine times out of ten, when an angel appears to somebody, the first thing he has to say is, stop freaking out. Fear not. Fear not. Don't worship me. Stand up. Fear not. Have you ever noticed Gabriel? Gabriel appears to Zacharias and Luke. And the Lord, the Bible says that Zacharias was sore afraid because this guy just appeared. And Gabriel says, fear not, and they start talking. And then Gabriel says this, I am Gabriel that stand in, I, I forgot to say, that stand in the presence of the Lord. Any, any grammar teachers in here? Any grammar scholars in here? I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of the Lord. Do you see anything incorrect with that? Singular subject, I am Gabriel, that stand, that's a a plural verb. If you were to say we, we stand, okay? But I, I am Gabriel that stands in the presence. But Gabriel had to say, I am Gabriel that stand because the guy has four faces, there's one of a man, there's one of an eagle, there's one of an ox, and there's one of a lion. You can read about cherubim and seraphim in, in Daniel. And, uh, so as he's talking, all of them are talking. And he's got six wings, and he glows. No wonder he has to say, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. <laughs> and maybe it was fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. These things are awesome. They're awesome in their appearance. They're awesome in their ability. The Romans said, We don't want, the Jews said, We don't want Jesus' body to be stolen. Okay, set a watch and seal the tomb. And the Bible said, An angel appeared and rolled the stone away. And all of the Roman legion f- fell unconscious. Because of an angel. How about when the Assyrians under Sennacherib and they send Rabshakeh? See, Sennacherib, there's so much, guys. Sennacherib is laying siege against uh, Lachish. And Lachish is the second strongest and second biggest city in Judah. And Assyria is besieging it under the reign of Hezekiah. And Lachish is falling. And so Sennacherib stays behind and sends Rabshakeh, his messenger, to Jerusalem and says, Lachish is falling as we speak. Jerusalem is next. What's going to stop you? And Hezekiah and Isaiah rent their clothes and pray and say, Lord, these are his words. Of a truth, Assyria and the king of Assyria has laid waste to everything. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true that he overcame all their gods, but they're gods of stone and of wood and of stubble. They are not living God's... They're not living like you are. Please deliver us. Don't let man overcome you. And God says, I have an idea. He sends one angel. One. And that angel wipes out 185,000 Assyrian soldiers in one night. And one night. One. One angel. Which means it was, a, it was a big deal when Jesus said to Peter, I can call 12 legions of these guys right now. If one could do that, what do you say 12 legions of them could do? And yet all of them stand at attention when Jesus walks by. Every single one of them covers their face and says, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. These awesome, strong creatures, when the king passes by, fall down and say, we remember our place. All ye hosts that's demons as well. You know what demons can do? Demons break chains. Demons can send a herd of swine over the cliffs, and yet those demons, as defiant and rebellious and strong as they are, tremble when they hear his name. They tremble when they hear the Lord. And when the Lord says, meeting, heavenly meeting. Yes, sir. Even Satan himself, all ye angels, with your strength and your position and your power, bow and praise the Lord. And that's the heavens. And, and, and verse four says, "From the heaven of heavens, the highest to the waters above the heavens. that's the clouds. From the highest heavens to the lowest heavens, and everything in between, stop what you're doing and praise the Lord. Then it talks about the earth. Oh, oh, no, I can't go there. Why? Why should they praise the Lord? Here's the reason. He created you, right? He commanded and they were created. And then it says, He also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Why should the heavens praise? He's your maker. He's your sustainer. He's your creator, he's your ruler. He not only gave you life, he gave you purpose. You were created by his word and you are sustained for his pleasure. Need any more reason? Need any more reason to praise? And so the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. But now the earth is commanded to praise. And from heaven, it starts from high to low. From earth, it starts from low to high. So in verse 7, you have the waters. In verse 8, you have the weather. In verse 9, you have the wilderness. In verse 10, you have the wildlife. In verse 11 and 12, you have the world, the people of the world. But notice the contrast. Do you see the contrast in these verses? So it talks about hot and cold, fire and hail. It talks about solid and gas, snow and vapor. It talks about chaotic and stationary, stormy wind and mountains and hills. It talks about seasonal and evergreen, fruitful trees and cedars. It talks about wild and calm. It talks about creeping and flying. It talks about leaders and followers. It talks about royalty and laity. It talks about young and old. It talks about male and female. All y'all, that's the Texas version. All y'all, praise ye the Lord. Now what's our reason? And could our reason not be the same? Did he not create us? Does he not sustain us? He not only gave us life, but he gave us breath. And He not only gave us breath, he gave us purpose. But I want to point out, the reason that he gives the earth to praise is not the same reason that he gives the heavens to praise. Though it could be. He could have said, earth, praise the Lord, he created you. Earth, praise the Lord, he loved you and he provided for you and he sought you and he descended for you and he lived defiled and despised because of you and he lived and he died and he rose and he reigns and he saved you and he taught you. Look at all these things that he did for you. So praise him, but he doesn't say that. Beside all he's done. Take all that away. Even if he did nothing for us. I feel I need to clarify something. When I said the Lord lived defiled, he's not, I'm not talking about him as a sinner. You understand that, right? I just, he lived despised and he lived in a defiled world. Can I put it that way? All right, now I feel the Holy Ghost will let me move on. Beside all that he's done. Take all of what he's done away, even if he did nothing. Verse 13 says, praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is excellent. That's our theme. His name alone is excellent. Excellent means high. It means superior. It means lifted up. If you could ignore all he's done, there is enough glory in his name to praise him forever. I think it's excellent in the power it reveals. What power? I am that I am. The Lord of hosts, Master, King of kings, Lord of lords. God of gods, the almighty. You know, we face a lot of mighty enemies. We face a lot of mighty problems. You realize every mighty problem has to bow before one almighty God. Almighty, ancient of days, Jehovah. That's a good one. Adonai, El Shaddai, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, Lion of the tribe of Judah. Oh, man. One time we walked into the Brookfield Zoo. And we, it's a, this is in Chicago. We walk in and I feel the ground shake. Not, not much for someone like me. I feel the ground shake. It was the lion roaring. And I said, where is the lion exhibit? They said, it's at the back of the zoo. We were half a mile away. That thing was inside a building when it roared, and I felt it when it roared. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. What power, the word. Alpha and Omega. And see, every single name, it's revealing a part of his character. It's revealing a part of himself. I am the beginning, and I will be the ending. What I start, I will finish. What power in that name? What position in that name? Shepherd. And he doesn't just say, shepherd, I am the good shepherd that giveth his life for the sheep. Creator, sun, moon, and stars, all stars of light. He just spoke those. He made the stars also, poof. Trillions and trillions and trillions of stars. Some of them so big. If you were traveling at the speed of light, it would take you thousands and thousands and thousands of years to cross. And he just, and he calls them all by name. Creator, Prince, Savior, Priest forever. I like that one. Counselor, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Redeemer, Judge, Captain, Lamb, Cornerstone, Christ. Christ. What power, what position, what peace, comforter. Abba, Father, the God who sees. Jehovah Jireh, Emmanuel, God with us. Advocate. My little children, these things write unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with God, Jesus Christ, the righteous, bridegroom, my rock, my shield, great physician, my personal favorite, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Well, technically that's not his name in Hebrew. I understand. Yeshua, Joshua, Yoshe, I call him Jesus and I think he knows who I'm talking about. Name so holy, we don't name our kids that. His name alone is excellent. High above. And what I see at the end of this Is he's talking about heavens, praise the Lord, which shows he's higher than those heavens. And other parts of scripture says he has to humble himself just to view heaven. And then earth, which is lower than the angels and lower than all of that. We are called to praise as well because his name is excellent. But then he says this, he also exalteth the horn of his people. He raises us. You know how? He calls us by his name. We carry his name. We are Christians. When we joined his family, he gave us his family name. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go in my name. Cast out devils in my name. Approach the Father in my name. That's like the leader of the Pentagon giving me his badge. Saying, anywhere I can go, you can go. And if anybody gives you trouble, flash the badge. You're there in my name, buddy. He exalteth the horn. The horn is talking about power. It's talking about a bull that raises up after, after, winning, after winning a fight. We have power, we have victory, we have authority in his name. A people who are as low as we can get, and yet it ends by saying, a people near to him. He has brought us near to him. His people, Israel. That should mean something to you, Gentile dog. I don't know that we have any Jews in here. We're not not Jews. We are not Israelites. And yet he died so that we could be blessed with faithful Abraham. And now Gentile dogs who have no right to the the food of the master's table have crumbs. And he says, I'll give you better than that. I'm going to give you my name. Don't you think we should praise him? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even unto the death of the cross. Wherefore also God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord To the glory of God the Father. See, Psalm 148 is a prophecy. This is going to happen one day. One day he's going to come back. And everything that has breath is going to fall and praise his name. For his name alone is excellent. We're just going to start early. We're just going to start early. So that when he comes back and people say, I don't know this song. We'll say, we'll teach you." We've been singing it since 2024. Right. We're just going to start early. And this year we're going to have a series all throughout, probably on Sunday nights, we're going to have a series and we're going to go through the names of our Lord. We're going to learn what they mean. Just the name in the beginning God. Yeah. That Hebrew word Elohim. It's a plural word. Yes, sir. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Plurality working in unity. On man's behalf, let us make man in our image. (laughs) See how this is going to be difficult. But for now, here's what we're going to do. I invite you to come and praise the Lord. Not for what he's done, though that can be many. Certainly don't come forward and say, Hey, Lord, I need this and this and this and this. He knows what you need before you even ask for it. I want you to take some time to pray like the people in the Old Testament prayed. Oh Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, which parted the Red Seas and delivered your people, incline your ear unto my prayer and let us say, blessed be the name of the Lord for his mercy endures forever and his truth endureth to all generations. We're not gonna ask anything right now We're just going to say, Lord, let me give you some visible approval and reverence for who you are. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.